Good evening. It's a privilege to, to open up God's Word here together um, for a few short moments. And just a couple of, a couple of thoughts um, before we jump right into the text uh, for consideration. Are you a grateful person? What are the things in your life that you are really thankful for? What in your heart are you really truly thankful for? What are you grateful to God for in your life? We're going to spend just a few minutes of time this, this evening looking at uh, a verse in, in Colossians. Um, and the Colossians is a, is a book written by, by Paul, as he's written many, many letters in, in, the, in the New Testament, uh, to the church of Colossae. Uh, well, he's in, Paul himself is in prison um, in Rome around AD 60 or so. Um, and Colossae is in western Turkey, and the church there is dealing with a, a number of, of pagan and Greek kinds of uh, ideologies around. And Paul, having never actually even been to Colossae, is, is trying to encourage them uh, to maintain the faith and to encourage them in what Christ has done and how to live that out as a church. Uh, the, the person who, who started uh, the, the church there, Epaphras, is probably a convert of, of Paul somewhere along the way. And Paul, even though he doesn't know all of the people there, is still heartfelt in his, in his writing here. And, and this short four-chapter book uh, gives, a, gives a chance to see what Christ has done in the first couple of chapters, and then in three and four, uh, what the church should do as a result. Uh, and we're going to be looking at chapter 3, verse 16. And within chapter 3, just before we get to 16, there is, Paul has used the, the metaphor of, of putting off the old self and putting on the new self, um, thinking about how the church has, has once in darkness and now has called um, into light. Uh, and then we get to verse 16, where we're going to spend a, a short time meditating on tonight. And my hope is that as we, as we look at these, these words, where we can, we can consider that dwelling on the message of Christ leads to a heart of gratitude and that contributes to the growth of the church body. So we dwell on the message of Christ, it leads to a heart of gratitude that contributes to the growth of the church body. And this, this verse is, is kind of broken down into four phrases, and that will kind of guide our, our short time here together, even though they kind of work all, all together. Uh, but the first section talks about the word, and then it talks about teaching, and then it talks about singing, and then he talks about thankfulness. And so that's kind of what we'll use here. But let me read uh, chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another with all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. At the beginning, Paul says, let the word of Christ, let it dwell in, in our hearts. As we, some translations uh, will use the word message of Christ. Um, in this section as well. So let the message of Christ or the word of Christ dwell in our hearts. So that does prompt the question, what is, what is this word of Christ? Or what is the message of Christ or the word that he's talking about? And, that, and for that, we, you can go back earlier to the first couple of chapters of Colossians, which we won't read in entirety now, but I would encourage you to read as well. Uh, but there's, you'll see examples of, of God in his love and mercy, his sovereign plan. From the beginning of time, sent Christ to pay for our sins uh, dying on the cross, rising again, and reconciling himself to us. In chapter 1, he, he says in verse 13, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And then a chapter later, also in, in verse 13, he's, he uses language like, We are dead in our trespasses, 
God made us alive together. He's having forgiven us all our trespasses, canceling the record of debt that stood against us and nailing it to the cross, disarming rulers and authorities, putting them to shame. So he's speaking to, to the church and, and essentially saying, under, under your own strength, uh, you're able to do nothing, but only through Christ can you do that. And this is, this is a message of Christ that should encourage us if we put our faith in Christ. If we've repented of sin and put our faith in Christ, this should be great encouragement to us. Uh, if, you, if you haven't put your, your faith in Christ and repented of your sin, he's still calling you to do this. And I hope that even just this short meditation this evening will be a chance for you to consider Christ's sacrifice and to talk to other members here about that. So we see this vertical relationship that, that Paul is talking about here, that we want to dwell on the message of Christ, the word uh, of Christ, and write that in our hearts. Um, he then goes on to the, to the second part about teaching. He says, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. In order, in order for us to do this well, we need to have a deep understanding and, and love of Christ. As we dwell on, on the message of Christ, as we consider this more, it also has sort of an outworking or, or maybe horizontal relationship within the church uh, that, that we are to, to teach and counsel. Um, some translations um, will use teach and counsel. Uh, so as we, we work within, within the body to grow and to do that with all wisdom. Proverbs uh, talks about wisdom in, in chapter 9, verse 10. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And as we consider the, the fear of the Lord or, or messaging on, or, or dwelling on the, the message of Christ, uh, this helps us in our, in our uh, church relationships with one another. We're able to understand more of his character and what he's done, and we can grow in his wisdom. And we're called to live in lives according to, with each other and to teach and counsel one another to help us grow in, in holiness. This helps the church grow stronger. And as Paul's, Paul's talking to the church in Colossae, trying to, to shore them up as they're, they're looking at some of the pagan and, and Greek ideologies around and trying to encourage them to teach one another with sound doctrine based on that message of Christ. And then he moves on to, to the next phrase about singing. He says, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Out of the heart flows praise and adoration in, in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs that's rooted in this message of Christ that, that Paul is encouraging us to, to dwell on. As we, as we do this, as we dwell on the message of Christ, being in the Word and communing with God, we should have a heartfelt worship um, through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Uh, this, this is a gift from God to allowing us to express ourselves to Him. Uh, regardless of your exact ability of singing, it's still a gift of God. Uh, some people are more pleasant than others. Uh, but it, nonetheless, uh, we are still giving heartfelt praise to God. And our song should be rooted in the message of Christ, which is full of wisdom and insight. Uh, and worship, although, like I said, is, is for, for God primarily, but it also does encourage the, the believers, encourages the church. You could, you could argue it maybe as a way to teach and counsel uh, one another through singing the, the truths of the message of Christ. So even I, I was reflecting on this morning, considering some of the, just a few of the things that we sang about this morning. We sang about, behold the lamb who bears our sins away, slain for us. And we remember the promise made that all who come in faith find forgiveness at the cross. We sang, not the, not the labors of my hand can fulfill the law's demand. So it's not by our strength. We can't fulfill things. And we sang, who, who, O Lord, can save themselves? Their own sin could heal. Our shame was deeper than the sea. Your grace is deeper still. These are just 
a couple of nuggets of truths that we were singing about uh, to, to our God uh, as we consider um, examples of the message of Christ that uh, we are dwelling on through song. And then Paul wraps up with, with, a, with a couple of um, words that says, with thanks, thankfulness in your hearts to God. And really he's talking about all of these things. We, our hearts should be filled with gratitude for who Christ is and what he's done. As we're looking at the message of Christ, our response to that, as we re- truly dwell and consider that, uh, our response should be thankfulness. And as we, our response should be gratitude. Uh, and if you look even just in this text, the, the verse right before and the verse right after, and, and other places in Colossians as well, uh, Paul also encourages thankfulness. Um, and as we were reminded this morning from Oliver, when, when things are said multiple times, um, he's trying to draw our attention to that. And this is, this is one of three examples in three verses where he talks about being thankful. And this morning, um, Oliver preached in the first, uh, or on Psalm 9, but the first couple of verses capture some of these same themes. The, the psalmist writes, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I recount of all your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and extol you, and I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. So as we recount the wonderful deeds, as we recount the message of Christ, perhaps, uh, we can give thanks with our whole heart. Uh, we do that extolling God and, and singing praises to him. Uh, the more I think we recognize how we, undeserving we are, how gracious and merciful God is, we're going to grow in God, gratitude and compelling us to, to sing and, sh- and also to share and, and grow in the body of Christ. So that's, these, are, these are some of the words to Paul. Um, but what are some of the ways that we can maybe take, take from this text today? So in closing, I'll just, I'll just highlight a couple of points of application that hopefully can be helpful for us today. As we think about dwelling on the message of Christ, we need to, we need to know what that is. We need to be reading and meditating on his word. Uh, that, should be, that should be kind of a, a general thing that we say, say at church, but perhaps maybe a step further would be articulate it. Write down, write down what is the, the gospel of Christ. What are some of the truths of his word? And that just helps us formulate some of those things in our, in our mind and meditate on those truths. And this helps us really understand that um, more and more. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't get old, and there's plenty to continue to learn. In the in the second part, as we as we think about teaching and admonishing, or teaching and counseling one another, that means being in each other's lives. There's lots of different ways for this to happen. Uh, we do it in in growth groups or in, in small discipleship groups. We do it in in the church itself. Uh, but I would encourage you, as many many do already, to sometime this week meet with other members of this this church for spiritual good, as we build into each other and as we teach in. in and encourage one another, uh, be in each other's lives. And I would encourage you this week to take that step. And it's really, it is encouraging to see how much that does happen in this, in this body. And in, in thinking about singing, as, as we sing, consider the truths as you sing. Uh, as, as good as Mark's guitar playing is and, and Joy's piano playing or whoever's up on the front, uh, those, are, those are great, great things. Uh, but we also want to think about the words and the truths that we are singing uh, in, in our time together. Bulletins uh, have the songs in there, and it's, it's good to reread those songs and to read and, and to study some of the truths that are in there. Um, sometimes certain songs are more familiar than others, and as we uh, look at those or perhaps listen to those on YouTube or Spotify or whatever um, method, that can help, again, encourage some of the, the truths that we sing to be written on our hearts 
And it's also good to, to ensure that what, what we are singing does match the me- message of Christ. I do think our, our church does a good job of considering that. Uh, there is, there's lots of, lots of songs and hymns and spiritual songs that maybe don't all fully match the message of Christ. So it is good to, to check that um, as, we, as we sing and listen. And then finally, thinking about thanksgiving. Uh, as, in order to encourage a, uh, a thankful heart, consider writing down some of the things you're thankful for. Consider being specific about what you're thankful for God's character, what he's done in your life, maybe even who he has put in your life to help encourage you uh, in, in your walk. Um, who, has he, who has he put around that's helped you learn more of the message of Christ? Who has played a part of that? If, if they're around, tell them. Um, that, can, that can be another encouraging way to grow in, in the body and grow a spirit of gratitude uh, as well. In closing our time together, it is my hope that we are able to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God.